Yeah, what's going on? Handsome Luxury Boy CEO. Thanks for tuning in. If you listen to the first part of the series, I appreciate you. Always feel free to chime in and uh, leave a comment. And uh, if you ever went through a situation like this and uh, feel like expressing yourself, feel free to get back and let me know how you're feeling. But this is the second part of the series that I'm putting together. And uh, go off from where I last left off was was I was talking about how I was just spending money and didn't know how to make it back. So anyway, let me get back into my school days of coming into the Bronx once my mom's finally did settle down. Well, me as a child, I always looked around and always knew that things shouldn't have been the way they was or presented to us children or us coming up to become a man and needing that in your household. So with that, you're always going to spend your money and not know what you should spend it on. But as time go along, I start knowing that. And as the years start going along, so we're going to take it to like, 8990 where I start becoming start being knowledgeable about my situations and my surroundings and start looking and observing of what can I get into and not get into. It was a point that everyone out of my projects was going out of town at some sort of time to retain money. I was never one of the guys to go out of town with nobody. I went out of town with myself. Actually, and I was successful. It was a couple of guys that went out of town with guys in the project was beating them up. And, you know, I want to name drop, but if you heard this, you know who you are. But I was always different. I was never one of them kids. I could never see myself doing something for another man. I could do it myself. But as the time went along, I started growing in my schooling. Uh, I didn't go to this. There's a school across the street from where I live at, which is 126. And a lot of people have grew up from there. It was a guidance counselor in there named Dylan. Everyone knows him. I knew him just by going by the school. I didn't actually get a chance to know this man, but know that he was one of the guys in the neighborhood that went, that was a counselor at the school that would tend to the kids in the neighborhood. Everybody knew him. So, he accepted me as I went to the school. What I'm saying is, I never got a chance to really grow up with nobody in my neighborhood. As far as schooling and all that, I didn't go to school with no one in my neighborhood. So that's how I know it's different. You know, God separates his greatest peers. He don't peer you up with, 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 with people that you're not supposed to be around. So, I went to school somewhere else. Didn't get a chance to know so many people in my neighborhood as you would as far as going to school, but I did get to know people as I went through school. I didn't go to high school with people. I didn't go to junior high school with too many people. I went to a high school with a guy named Reese. I went to school with Damien from 
was it 11.35, 11.45, and I used to see him in the hallway in Taft, and that's when I knew school wasn't for me. When I see an older gentleman in the hallways that's for my neighborhood, and he didn't, you know, Damien Hobbs was good. Or was Damien Hobbs from my building? No, I'm talking about Damien D. Amazing from the back. But anyway, we'll get the name settled and straight. But yeah, I used to see him in the hallway, and I knew school wasn't for me. So guess what I did? I never went back to school. But I never was stupid, neither. Anything that anyone could talk about, I can sit there and conversate with them. But no one know this about me because when you're into what other people are into, you're not going to pay attention to the stuff that you're not, that you're supposed to pay attention to. You know what I mean? So a lot of guys in my neighborhood, they was successful of listening to the OGs and whatever you have it. I ain't had no motherfucking OG. I didn't have nobody to tell me to do right from wrong. I just uh, figured out myself and made the best out of it. I'm successful, you know. Um, so as I got through schooling, I knew that schooling wasn't for me, but I had to use it because I had to get my way around, make my way around life. But as you see it, as we coming up, school is not for everybody. So I didn't finish school. I dropped out of eleventh grade, and um. And I've been good ever since. I always wondered to myself, like, how did I know certain things without remembering that I learned them? But it was still great at things that I didn't know that I would be great at. So as the time goes along, I make my transition into getting to know people. Saying, see a lot of people, but I'm still not. I'm still not a talkative person, so I never was that way to go talk to anyone. I always kept to myself because I felt that, like I said, I always felt I was different, and it's hard to talk to people when their mind span doesn't generate like yours. And I always been this way since I was young. I couldn't think no other way to be besides the way that I am now. And I'm not taking nothing away from nobody. And I wish I had no different, so that way I could have done better and been a lot more successful than I'm trying to be now. But it's nothing like being successful and learning as you go along, so that way you won't make no mistakes. So shout out to the people that's uh, trying to be successful and uh, making mistakes as you go along, which is nothing wrong with that, you know? So, uh... Yeah, I always remember that. And as the time went along, I started moving around the Bronx gradually by myself. I started going to different areas. So around 89, 90, I started hanging on 155th. It was a guy named Darryl in my building on the ninth floor. He would uh go to a school called Bronx Regional. And he would eventually meet up with this guy named Mike Nice, who was a DJ. And I always admired his skills because he was like the watered down. Not the watered down. He was also great as Ron G, but nobody didn't know Mike Nice like they knew Ron G. You know, I was around great, big people, man. Uh, unique. Mecca Audios, 155th. If people know who he was, they already know what it is. 
I gotta explain myself, but Unique was one of the guys that was getting that bread. He was putting it in and uh, making situations happen for himself. You know what I mean? So he was also a Caribbean guy that I always seen. I said, damn, this guy right here, man. And he doesn't, he didn't say too much. He always kept it moving, and he always acknowledged me. You know what I mean? So anyway, I went. I would never hang in the Bronx. I was always in Harlem. I was on one three fifth and seventh and eighth. I always would run across Maya's sister. Maya had a sister that always hung in Harlem on 7th and 8th. So I would always see about my cousin building. You know what I mean? So I used to run across a lot of things that people wouldn't run across. I didn't... I used to hang with Pat Porter on 132. I used to go down there. used to be a bunch of us. We used to go and uh, go to Skate Key and stuff like that. But these are the things that people didn't know I was doing because I was different. I never hung in the neighborhood. I seen... uh. I'll pull Rich and them niggas back in the days. I was around that. I was seeing them. I was in Harlem all the time. But nobody in my age group, they wouldn't know that because they were stuck in the house. I was stuck in the house too, but I, I always moved around. So, as my time going by, I said, I want to be something. Do something myself. Make myself better. So, I seen a lot of things. But my neighborhood was very different from every other neighborhood coming up from the simple fact that we always had a star coming out of the neighborhood. We always had someone coming from the South Bronx or someone doing good. I always wanted to be that. Never wanted to be, I didn't never want to be a drug dealer. I ain't never want to be none of that. I wanted to be successful in life. I wanted to be taught. I wanted to be, I wanted to know different things. I wanted to, the, 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 you know, I wanted to be, know what it feel like to be loved by your father. You know what I mean? Stuff that a lot of us black male doesn't get a chance to do because we are subjective to stuff that we don't want to do or subjected to stuff and live in the ways that we don't want to live because of maybe our father. You know what I mean? So shout out to you. You had your father in the house. Growing up in Highbridge, I remember there was a couple of guys that did have their father. You know, we would call them, I think they was the Grays or something. You got Artie Gray, Corey Gray, Bryce Gray, you know, whatever their name was. But they, they had their father and their mother. And I remember always going back there selling them papers and he would always give me a nice tip. You know what I mean? So, shout out to them. He always had a nice car parked outside, BMWs in the projects and, you know. These things that you you can't forget because these are great people. When you when you see great people, guess what? You can never forget them. And despite anything, or despite what anyone says about these great people, you'll never forget them because they left great memories in your mind. And, and that's how I always go through. So I go through stuff like that. I, I go I go I base my life off based the people that I meet. If it's somebody that I can talk to that you can't talk to or 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 is non reachable. And, and I can talk to them I feel good about that Because A lot of people Won't conversate Despite how long They know you But But yeah So that's how I always wanted to be And meet different people I know I may be All over the place With it But guess what It's still The factor of 89 90 91 At random times so yeah. So now I'm hanging in Harlem. I'm out of school. 
and I'm running across different people, but not doing what they're doing. I'm still observing. I was I was I was really scared to sell drugs because I didn't want to go to prison. So that that kept me away from me. You know what I mean? But when I did have the opportunity, I did learn and was successful at it. It wasn't nothing big. It just kept me throughout life, through not throughout throughout time, not asking no one for nothing. Was no El Chapo, was no nothing. You know what I mean? It was just to keep money in my pocket without asking nobody for nothing. And I stopped the robbing, so that became that was out of stupidity that I started robbing stuff because other the peers that I was hanging around, they that's what they wanted to do. So I said, "Fuck it." I started doing dumb shit my damn self. But eventually, you know, you know how God do. He sway you away from things that he don't want you around because he's got a better plan for you. So that was that was, that was was my plan for me. But, uh... I start seeing different stuff in life that I didn't think I would be able to see because a lot of people died. A lot of people became addicts. Whether it was females or or male in my neighborhood. To this day, I still see them and nothing changed. It's just like the same thing. It's like a recycle. So you got to ask yourself, was their parents like that? You know? It was a gift and a curse for me to grow up with my parent and without my parent. For the fact of I want to know things And the fact of Your parent may be A drug addict Who wants to be in the neighborhood And everybody knows your parent is a fucking fiend So that's one thing I condemn my mom is on That she wasn't no fucking crackhead Or Running around Or anything like that Cause that's embarrassing That would like make your kid commit suicide You know what I mean at this time and point in life where you don't have nothing and your mom's out there doing drugs. So shout out to my moms for not doing drugs. Um This is real shit, man. Can't make it up. Around the time, what else happened around the time? Eight nine ninety. Went through a whole lot of changes. Went to jail, went to Cleveland, came back. A different person. Remember, the mindset never changed with a millionaire. I don't give a fuck if you somewhere locked away in a hole. Not, your mindset never made change. So I know that as I grow up, I was going to be something great. Still going through changes. Still people not accepting you. And I always thought that. I was just saying, why people don't accept you? Is it because they don't accept themselves? Or is it because, you know, when you're different, people don't see that? They see themselves in the same light over and over, just getting older. I never see my same myself in the in, in the light of getting older and not being destined in life. I always want to I always want to have something to leave behind. I do have a lot of kids. And people may fault you for that. But in the real world, they tell you that have a a boy and a girl and you're done with kids. Why is that? We should be able to outlive our means. We should be able to, you know, put life here and if you're able to support or the other parent able to support. 
why you become successful, so be it. But don't stop having kids because they said two kids are right. Okay, that's fitted for you. I want to live on. You know, God made people for different reasons. He put people here for different reasons. Maybe I was one of them that was here to create life. I'm a firm believer of that. You know what I mean? But uh, I just want stuff to stick through and people to understand that we go through problems coming up as a child and not being exposed or explaining certain things. It's like telling a child to shut up but don't give them a reason. You know? They won't have no understanding coming up. They would think it's a right to be emotionless because that's what our parents are teaching them. When your parents hit you and say, shut up. I mean, it may hurt or something, you know? But you don't teach a child to be spineless and emotionless because, I, like I said, I still go through these problems too because nobody never told me, showed me or how to love or how to tend to other people's feelings. So when you only know about yourself, you only think that you're doing right by you and you're actually hurting other people too in the long run or as you go along. So around this time, 89, 90, 91, it was nothing being shown in my hood. Maybe to the people that was looking to be solidified, but me, it was nothing. I went to the barber shops. Didn't see nobody, no father figures. Everybody was on dog eat dog time, so I didn't find no no male that could say, "Yo, let me talk to you." A couple of God bodies here and there, a couple of Muslims, but everybody was still on, you know, either he was on coke or just doing stuff that I wasn't into. So how can I listen to someone that's tainting their mind every other day? When am I going to get the chance to say, you know what? This guy might be talking about something. You could be talking about that stuff when you high. You know what I mean? So, those was critical times for me growing up as a teen and uh, doing the transformation. As far as becoming a man in a neighborhood where there's a bunch of boys. Didn't really speak to too much people. Always stayed to myself. By fault. Because I feel like when people get too close to you, they get familiar with you. So if I'm in a neighborhood where people doesn't really accept me or doesn't call me one of the favorites, you know, everybody in their neighborhood got somebody they like or everybody in that one neighborhood fuck with this one person for their own reasons. But regardless, this person is still being looked at by everyone. I wasn't one of the niggas that gonna fuck with him cause uh, cause everybody does, not me. I don't see no significant reason to fuck with a nigga that I don't know or that everybody's looking up to. Yeah, we had our grace in our hood, you know. So what I do is stay out the way. And observe the greats in the hood. 
know what I mean? I had my guy Dylan Carr. He was from my building. Knockout King. Watching him when I was younger. Then we had Redhead. Can do from 6'5. Problem. Watching these dudes when I get younger. These are the dudes that I was watching that was really about that life. So when guys be saying gangster shit, you know. And the best thing about one of the gangsters from my neighborhood, he never said nothing, B. He never said nothing. He was just about action. Shout out to you, Ken Duke. You know what I mean? If you ever run across this podcast, you know what I mean? It's all open to all ears. It's nothing personal. This is my experience. This is my life. This is how I feel. You know what I mean? If you can't express yourself to the world, you can express yourself to you. Everybody might want to know your story. They might take something out of it and adapt to it and, uh, I say, damn, I don't want to go through that. Cause the time now for a black man growing up without his parents, it's not good. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. It's not a good look for parents to kick their daughters out the house when they reach 18. You know what I mean? It's not a good look at all to not know nothing. You know? So once again, shout out to the OGs in the hood that ain't teach nobody nothing besides trying to fuck your sister or something. You know what I mean? Or you. Whatever have you, B. I didn't grow up with no family. I just see what goes on in my neighborhood. Seen the baddest joints, you know. Seen the wackest joints. But the substance, the substance is that Nigga ain't trying to, nigga trying to bone, man. Nigga ain't trying to know you or none of that shit, man. Go fuck how much you around. Nigga like, shorty, here's a couple dollars. Nigga, I don't want your couple dollars. Nothing. I I remember niggas coming up to me, man. You know what I mean? I remember niggas coming up to me, bait. It was a motherfucking, uh, who was it? Who was it? Nigga Sweets. He used to like my sister. Sweets had a baby mom's in my building Named Angie with red hair. So it's a lot, lot, lot of people, you know what I mean, trying to holler at my sisters, man, back then. And no substance for the brother. You know what I mean? I had this one kid named Harold, Harold Atterbury. He was good people, man. Rest in peace. And I think I adapted to him so much because he accepted me and he seen me for what he was, man. He would. Come get me all the time. Any type of hustle that he think that I can get myself in without getting in trouble, he would make that happen for me. And my mom still want me to hang with this one guy because he seen something that she didn't see. Every Sunday he would come get me his cell papers. I don't go fuck up his half sleep and he was knocking on my door. Playing Bobby Brown, don't be cruel. And these big headphones that you could possibly hear in the hallway, you know what I mean? Because they were so loud. And he always used to smell like Egyptian musk. Moms used to hate that smell. And also Ronald on the fifth floor, 5A, he always smelled like Egyptian musk. You know what I mean? He was a good guy too. He was different too. He didn't speak to too much. He just stayed about his business. I always enjoyed talking to him when I did get a chance to speak to him. Anybody I've spoke to back in the days, I always enjoyed speaking to them because a lot of young guys didn't get a chance to speak to the older guy that was about something. I used to go down to his house and ask him, yo, let me let me borrow that tape. 
and just borrow his tapes. And he'd be like, yo, bring my shit back. Bring it back. So shout out to him. When I always wanted to listen to new music. But I'm going to get into that too. You know, I got a whole lot of story, man. You know, I done deal with people individually in my projects. And, and, and I can tell the story about everybody individually that I have ran across. Whether it was a periodic moment for a couple of seconds or whatever. But remember, you can never know nobody by just seeing them or judging them by their character. You actually have to speak to a priest or person to know some more about them. You see me, and that's about it. And probably that's why I didn't really get along with, not to say get along with too many of my people in my neighborhood. That's probably why I went so much out of my neighborhood because I didn't feel I was identified, identified by with everybody. And which is not bad. I didn't want to be like no one. I didn't want to follow behind no one. I did that and ended up in jail for two years. And nobody seen shit. Didn't send me nothing. But that was here and there. You know what I mean? Got a whole great story. I'm gonna keep it going along, guys. Maybe I may freestyle some shit. It may goes off topic, but it's gonna generally base off what I'm talking about, and it's always gonna go back to the same story of my childhood. You know what I mean? We all go through situations in our childhood that we can't remember. And some shit we can't remember. You know what I mean? I just remember bouncing all around till we got to our final destination. Till we got to our destination. And uh, that was my story, man. For the people to hear of it and uh, understand my point of view. Of a black man growing up in a neighborhood. Not in America. Just a neighborhood. How can it affect you? The impact it can have on your life. From seeing other people's life. Whether good or bad. Just growing up in the projects. You see people are selfish. They stay to yourself. They could help you. But by means. Are they helping you out the kindness of their heart? Or are they helping you to have something to say about it? So when you got to pick between those two, you choose to fuck with yourself. Because you don't want nobody saying nothing about you. And that's how it is today. So when you deal with people, you got to ask them, are you doing this to have something to say or are you doing this at the kind of your heart? If they're doing that at the kind of their heart, they shall receive it back in abundance. With no question. Everything come back around in full surface. You know what I mean? That's another thing, man. I done looked out for so many people. And I done... Yeah, man, that building, that building I've been in there. And people don't even know the people that have helped in that building. That was of my age bracket. Fed people. That was of my age bracket. Gave shit to people, closed people, kids. Shit that I was shown. And they would never admit that. Why? Because they would be ashamed of it. I ain't do it to say I did it. I did it because I had it. And I remember how it was not to have it. So guess what? I just returned the favor. When I ain't have it, guess who had it? My man Harry on 1065. It wasn't new clothes, but it was new to me. While everybody else was wearing, you know, maybe Feli Reebok suits and shit like that. Nigga had the Sergio Tosini shit on. I was going to Mark 125. Seeing Dapper Dan and all that. 
You know what I mean? That's another story. I got mad shit, but, you know, just don't trust people that's not doing shit out the kindness of their heart. If you feel that they're going to say something about it later on, besides the fact of mentioning it in a good, 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 good humor and not trying to rub it in your face, then we can roll with that. So, if you're young and you're listening to this podcast, be very selective of who you let around you. Because you never know. They just might want to be around you. You don't have to be around them. They kind of be taking your energy just to see how you move. Because they don't know how to move. And just because a person is old and of age doesn't know how they move. Because I still go through the situation now myself. And I'm going to keep continuously saying that because us growing up as black men, we don't admit our faults and our flaws. Yeah, we fucked up too. To the effect of we can't understand nothing. But love you, boy, CEO, man. Like I said, I'm going to give you a half an hour every day or every other day when I feel like spilling something and letting you know. Don't be afraid to tune in and don't be afraid to leave a comment. This is uh, part two of the 10 part series that I should be doing, putting together. This is just a test run to see how it picks up. So I appreciate everybody in that's tuning into the podcast. And uh, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook, Lost Locals Dark Heart. Follow me on Twitter, Handsome1075. Follow me on Instagram, Love Your Boy CEO. You have a blessed day and uh, enjoy your Friday. Be peaceful. Don't be judgmental towards others. Black love. Luxury. Hey, what's going on? Back at it. Love your boy, CEO, handsome. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Los Locos Dark Heart. Just chiming in from time to time. This is nothing about the um story I was telling. This is just a random thought, you know. I was fighting a case for about two years, you know, doing my thing, fighting it, and almost beat it until they switched the judge and the lawyer. Both these guys work for the railroad team, so you know what they're doing, trying to send a nigga up the river. So I've been adamant on not changing my thoughts on far saying whatever the situation was, it wasn't me. But you know how these devils work. They'll put you in a situation that you can't get out of. Being black. So that's what I mean. With the help of some other black niggas. Niggas line me up. I said I did some shit. Which I didn't. So I'm still good. They were trying to give me uh 12 years. Rather, 24 years, 12 years on each count, watching the trial. So I had to end up copping out to taking three years. And the sentences date was supposed to be in April, but now it's appearing now. And I've been out here for a long time, still grinding, doing what I gotta do. Never forgot that the court date was coming up, but just timing is off because situations start picking up. And I don't want nothing to fall out of place. So. 
It's kind of out of content today. I just wanted to share some thoughts. And, and if you don't hear from me, I'll probably be in some correctional facility serving three years. Should be a short sentence. Might come on your work release. Don't know the circumstances. But name is Quentin Benjamin. And you can just check me out. Look at the congressional facility list. Look on JPEGs and look me up. I'll be there. Hopefully I can spread my content from being inside there and uh, give y'all a glimpse of what it is of being locked up at this day and age for no fucking reason. You know, I'm trying to help somebody out and work out good for him. Niggas still work with the cops and end up getting 12 years anyway. You know what I mean? So, just a random thought. Hit me out there, share your mind. And if you uh, want to send a blessing my way as well, appreciate it. You can follow me on Instagram. Love your voice label. Twitter, the same thing. And on Snap, man, send me a blessing. I can need it. Signing off, love your voice label. Everything loves you. Yeah, luxury boy CEO. Everything luxury. And um just out here on the late night. Enjoying the weather, you know, in that long time. And um taking in all that God had to offer. Shout out to everybody from Opera Music Podcast that have been tuning in. Shout out to everybody from the different countries that have been tuning in uh to hear my story and taking it for what it's worth. We all have a plan that God put us here for. And we all have a purpose to be here for. Some of us all mean our purpose by perceiving them and looking to what others are doing and looking past ourselves. So that means sometimes overshadowed, people are overshadowed by your thoughts of what you can be doing. Never think that what someone else is doing is not possible for you to do. As long as you have two hands, a heart, a brain, two legs, you're able to make steps in life to make things possible, to enjoy things. Right now, I'm here on Hudson Street in Albany, New York. I'm just looking over the water back this way, you know. I gotta turn myself in to two, three years in a minute, so I hope everybody can uh, still tune in to what I got going on and uh, tap in. I'm gonna be in the correctional facility. My name is Benjamin Quentin, so if you wanna reach out to me, uh, just check the DOC or the JPEG for inmates on the JPay and you can look up me there and uh send me a kite. I always got good information. I always got something inspirational. Even though I'm in my situation, I always got something inspirational for someone. You know? I myself have never been able to be inspired by no one because there wasn't too many people out there. That was that was inspiration, no. 
all had inspiration in themselves. So if they didn't have inspiration in themselves, how could they inspire someone else? So I turned to the street to look for inspiration. And some of the things came out good, some of them came out bad. As I always said in uh, episodes of my podcast, until we find our purpose. But just when we get there, guess what? Something comes sweep us off our feet. Just to let us know, I don't know what the situation is. I don't never want to be known to be swept off my feet if I'm doing something good. And I'm not telling anyone, you know what I mean? It puts you to a big standstill and uh, you overlook our situations by situations. So like I said, shout out to everybody out there that been listening. And um, yeah, so I had a case, beat it, and then some other stuff popped up along with some guys working with the police. I moved out of apartment complex and next to you know, I get nabbed up. They got me as the head person that's running this drug trap house in Albany. Once I've been moved up the spot, I've been told the guys that I moved out, showed them evidence. But when you got a rat and an informant, when you got a snitch and an informant working with the police, guess what? I'm supposed to get around that. My initial offer was, uh, what, 10 years, went down, beat a gun charge. Then they come back with this seal indictment shit and place that on me. So I almost beat that, but they switched out the judge and the lawyer. So you know how that go. The judge went to family court. I mean, the lawyer went to family court, and the judge got fired. He was a black judge. Something happened. And now he just got the case back. But by the time he got the case back, the judge I had prior to him leaving uh, came in shooting a gun in the dark with his eyes closed. You know what I mean? So automatically, he's like this. You got to take 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 this. I'm like, God damn, bro. Like, you know what I mean? But uh, so now the original judge is back on the case. And I guess there ain't too much I can do now because I didn't, you know, took my plea deal. Three years over 24 is uh, good all day in America in my eyes. You know what I mean? So, uh, just tap in, man. Send a blessing, send a love. Like I said, you can look me up at JPay, Benjamin Quentin. Hopefully I can uh, also do these uh, podcasts while I'm in there. I'm going to see how I can go around that or go about it. So that way I can keep you on tune to my bid and let y'all know what's going on. So periodically, hopefully I can grab a phone call and somebody can uh, put me on the phone. And I can keep you on to tune what's going on. You know what I mean? And shit, y'all what's going on off this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Now, like I said, I appreciate everybody that been tapping in. And I didn't think I was going to get so many listeners because uh, I started this at a time where nobody was really on Archer Radio. But uh, I've seen the interview on Hot 97 with this guy. I guess he had worked with A Boogie, a couple of artists. I guess he's like a, a mentor far as doing business and stuff like that. If you want your business right, he's the guy. And once I become 
more successful. I'm going to work this guy because he actually get artists out there to branding. Not for a brand, but branding they sell for a brand. You understand? It's just different between a brand grabbing you up and saying, home, this is what I want you to do for me. No. You're going to go to the brand and they're gonna, you're going to present what you want to work with them, you know? So that way it won't be all a shamble. And you look like you just pointing your work into someone else. You know what I mean? So that too. And when I come home, hopefully I can try to negotiate a deal with Puma for my luxury clothing line. And, uh, you know, if that come through, my funds would be up. And I'm going to put that into play because, you know, all it takes is a vision. That's all it takes. You get the vision. You put it together. You know what I mean? You get the vision. You dream it. You vision it. You put it to play. And it, tur- and it turns out pretty good. I'm a firm believer of that because I've seen it working and it's been working for me for the past three years. I just hopped into the music industry three years ago and I didn't uh, really foresee what I was supposed to see, but my footprint is there. The work is there. You know what I mean? So if you listen to the music, you will always enjoy what you're hearing. You will never have nothing bad that you're listening to and you can enjoy it. It's something that you can joy to listen to with your ladies, your kids, and, you know, hopefully all around the boards you will hear the artists 10 years down the line, so when I get out, hopefully my guy be popping, he's popping now, but uh, hopefully he'll be on a major scale where everybody know him about him, you know, so once again, man, send blessings my way, blessings on type of blessings, Benjamin Quentin is the name, J-Pay, D-O-C, you can check me out there. That's Department of Correction. Check me out. Send me a kite. And like I said, once I get on side, I'll let people know where I'm at and shoot out my address. So if anybody feel comfortable writing, you know, I don't give a fuck as a postcard that said, you know what I mean? You alive out here, nigga. It's good. I'm good with that. You know what I mean? So like I said, keep the listeners coming in and uh, I'm going to keep y'all posted, man. I appreciate it. Stay blessed and, uh, and y'all enjoy your night, man. I'm out. Out here and just enjoying my freedom. I mean, peace and love. Everything luxury. Handsome CEO. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on YouTube. I'm going to start a YouTube channel off before I go to. Just uh, stay blessed and just follow me. Thank you for tuning in. My ride is here, so, you know, I don't want to wait my business. <laughs>